0: Things and then I'm gonna go ahead and get into the heart of the message. Um, We're just looking forward to today. We're we're baptizing ten people this uh, in the second service today, and we praise God for that. So, just want to do a quick review of Nehemiah uh, before I share this final word today in this series. Game time. Now we know that Nehemiah. Just to catch people up here today, was in captivity, and while he was in captivity, Nehemiah had a brother who came to him. And he shared this report about their homeland, Jerusalem. And in this report that uh, Nehemiah's brother shared with him, he told Nehemiah that their, home, their homeland there in Jerusalem, the walls had crumbled and the gates had been burned. And after Nehemiah heard this report uh, from his brother, uh, we find out that he wants to get involved. Nehemiah wants to be a game changer. He wants to get in the game and he wants to make a difference and we learned from Nehemiah that game changers are people who are moved. They're moved with compassion. They're moved uh, with confidence in God. And they're moved with courage, that they're willing to take a risk in life so God can use them to make a difference. So we got to remember that we have to be moved with compassion. We have to move with confidence in God. And that we have to move with courage and take a risk. And then we learned that Nehemiah traveled back to Jerusalem And he calls all the Jews together for a plan to start rebuilding the wall. And Nehemiah calls this work a great work because any work from God is a great work. Can I get an amen? Any work from God is a great work. And so he goes there and he reminds them that everybody can get in the game. He says, listen, I need everybody in the game to find your place on God's team and begin to serve. And they get on this wall and they start rebuilding the wall and rebuilding the gates. And God wants everybody in the game. He wants everybody in the game. He wants everybody in the game. He wants everybody in the game seeking the lost and serving the suffering and sharing life together. Why? Because there's 3,000 unchurched people right around the steeple of this church right now in a five-mile radius. I wonder how many of those people are your neighbors. I wonder how many of those people may be family. I wonder how many of those people might be a student in your classroom or a teacher at your school. I wonder who they are. God is calling you to get in the game and win them to Jesus Christ. And we need to reach out because everybody needs to be in the game. It's game time. And we need to get in the game. And we know that when we get in the game and we start doing a work for the Lord and you start building something for God, we already learned that the enemy is going to come and he's going to hit you, he's going to discourage you, he's going to try to keep you from fulfilling what God has called you to do. So we need to make sure that when we decide that we're going to get in the game with God, that we get ready for opposition and get ready for the battle. And how do we do that? We pray. Nehemiah told us, listen, if you're going to withstand the opposition and make it through the battles in life, you got to Pray. You gotta pray. We're gonna gather tomorrow night right here around this altar for FaceTime and we're gonna pray. And Nehemiah says you gotta pray and you gotta stay fully committed to the work of the Lord. You can't be halfway in and halfway out. You gotta be fully sold out and all in with God. Fully committed to the work of the Lord. And then you gotta stay together. We gotta stay together. We gotta be unified. That's how you overcome the opposition. You pray, you stay committed to the work And you stay together. And then we learned last week that God himself is really more interested in rebuilding people than he is rebuilding walls. His main concern is your life. He wants us to live a life of holiness. Why? Because holiness matters to God. He's called us to live a life separated and uh, uh, sanctified where we don't no longer let sin control us, but we live a life holy and pleasing unto God. He calls us to a life of holiness. And we should walk as God's holy people, and we should have a desire to want to live a life set apart for God's use. And we learned that last week that God is the one who makes us holy. It's an inside job, and it comes by seeking Jesus. You want to be holy, you just keep seeking Jesus. And you'll change, you'll transform you. Well, today, we're going to close out this series with the book of Nehemiah, the game time celebration. The game time celebration. Say celebration. 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 The reason they're celebrating is because the wall that they've rebuilt was rebuilt in 52 days. It's amazing. They rebuilt that wall and the gates in 52 days, and not only was the wall rebuilt, but revival broke out. Revival broke out amongst God's people, and they dedicated themselves back to God. There was no turning back. They were looking ahead with God, and they dedicated themselves to the Lord, and then they were getting ready to dedicate the work and the walls all back to the Lord. So I want to just take you through a few passages here. You follow along. I'm starting off in chapter 8, verses 9 and 10. Now, revival is about to start. They've rebuilt the walls. They're dedicating themselves to the Lord, And the word of God is being read to them, and listen to what is said here in uh, chapter 8, verse 9. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were interpreting for the people said to them, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this, for today is a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law, Listen to what Nehemiah says, and Nehemiah continued, and Nehemiah said, go and celebrate. In other words, stop your weeping, stop your crying, and it's time to start celebrating. It's a new day for you, God's people. It's a new day, and you need to quit weeping, and you need to go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks. I love Nehemiah. Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share the gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected or sad, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. What a message he gave to those people. And then if you skip right on over to chapter 12, I'm going to share a few verses here in uh, chapter 12, verses 27 through 31. 31. They're here at the wall. They've already dedicated themselves back to God. They're no longer weeping for the joy of the Lord is their strength. And they're going and they're celebrating. And now they're headed to the wall to dedicate the wall of Jerusalem. And it says that the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully. Say celebrate. Celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The singers also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem and from the villages of Nephethites, from Beth Gilgal, and from the area of Gilba and Asmoth. For the singers had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and the Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people, the gates, and the wall, And then Nehemiah says, I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall, and I also assigned two large choirs to give thanks. Here's what happened. Nehemiah, he calls together these two choirs, and they get up on the wall that they just built, the wall that the enemy said if a fox ran across it was going to fall down, and now here they are, two large choirs, and one goes in one direction, and one goes in the other direction, and they're having a praise party all the way around. And they come all the way around the wall until they get to the temple of God and they come together and they make one large choir and they really throw down in. And they, they're celebrating what God is doing and it says I assign two large choirs to give thanks. Say thanks. And then if you skip down to verse 42 and 43 the choir is under the direction of Sister Amy Morin. I'm safer with that name. Jezariah, and on that day they offered great sacrifices rejoicing because God had given them great joy. Look, the joy doesn't come from the world or from your circumstances. The joy comes from God. And God is the one that gave them great joy that day. And it says that the women and the children also rejoiced. And I love this part right here. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far off. Father, bless your word today, God. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing right now. Please, Lord, just speak to our hearts, and may we be encouraged to celebrate and to give you all the glory for who you are most of all and for what you continue to do in our lives each day. We're so blessed, God, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, from these passages I read to you, Nehemiah He was reminding us that there is a time to work. Obviously, there's a time to work. There's a time to get busy for God, and there's a time to watch. There's a time to uh, pray and to seek God and to watch for the Lord, and there's also a time to worship. There's a time to celebrate, and this was that time for God's people. They were there to celebrate the goodness of God. Can you think of a reason to celebrate the goodness of God today? We got so many reasons to praise him. Yeah, go ahead and say thank you, Jesus was a game time celebration and they were celebrating for a lot of different reasons and Nehemiah is speaking to us today. Nehemiah is reminding the church today that it's okay for us to celebrate. It's okay for us to celebrate and worship the Lord and thank him for his goodness. And I think that we should probably spend a lot more time doing that. I don't think we do. Thanking him and celebrating God for who he is and what he's done in our life. God's called us as God's people to be people who will celebrate. I mean, the world celebrates. Look at the football games. People celebrate at sporting events, at basketball games, baseball games, whatever event. They celebrate at football games. Football players, they'll score a touchdown, and they'll get in the end zone and do a touchdown dance. I reckon they still do that, I guess. They'll get in the end zone and do a dance to celebrate and and the players, they'll, they'll celebrate by dumping a cooler of Gatorade on the coach's head. Don't get no ideas. Fans will celebrate, and they'll charge the field after a great big win. And, and used to, they'd go down and tear down the goalpost and, and just make a mess on the field. But they will do it in celebration. But one of my favorite celebrations of all, it doesn't even have anything to do with football. My favorite celebration is in NASCAR. In NASCAR, when the the winner wins that race and he comes by and he grabs that flag and then he begins to do that burnout with them tires and smoke them tires and then he slings some nasties all around in the grass and the mud out there. That just looks like fun to me. I thought about it. Today after the baptism service, I'm going to get in my Camry. I'm going to get in the parking lot. I'm going to burn them tires down. I'm going to burn them down. I'm going to sling it around. I'm going to sling a nasty right over there in Jehovah Witness's yard. Lord, forgive me. That might have been the flesh talking right there. But listen, we got reasons. The world, listen, the world can celebrate. Surely God's people can celebrate what God has done in our lives. We're to live a life of celebration. Hallelujah. We celebrate. We celebrate for a lot of reasons. We celebrate when a baby's born. We were celebrating about every other day. We celebrate when, we celebrated yesterday brother Jim Forehand, man, just a great man of God who influenced so many people and now he's finally made it home. We celebrated this man's life yesterday, celebration when a Christian goes to heaven. We celebrate when a sinner is saved. Don't we celebrate when somebody comes to Christ? Listen, not only do we celebrate, but the Bible says that all of heaven celebrates for one who will turn to God. Not only is there a celebration going on here, but there's a celebration going on in heaven. We celebrate Christmas, the birth of our Savior. We celebrate Easter, the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord. We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate anniversaries. In just about two weeks, I'm going to be celebrating my anniversary. 20 years married to Lisa. I know. You don't know how I did it, but I did it. 20 years. And I thank God for it. Really, I do Thank God. And uh, we celebrate the promotions at work, we celebrate retirement, we celebrate when we pass a test, hey, we celebrate when our children pass a test, we we celebrate when our children graduate from high school, we, we celebrate when our children finally graduate from college and get a job, can I get an amen? amen. We, we, we celebrate when the car gets paid off, we, we celebrate when the house, the mortgage is paid off. Come on, we, hey, we even celebrate when the rebels win and we celebrate it Friday night, hallelujah. We celebrate, listen, we celebrate for a lot of different reasons, but listen, God's people should be people who will celebrate the goodness of the Lord. And the whole reason behind why we celebrate, the purpose behind it is really to give God all the glory, give him all the glory and give him all the praise. Celebrating is about boasting on the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, here's when we get in trouble. We get in trouble when we forget God is the reason for all the success in our life. That's when we get in trouble. When we try to take the credit or we try to get the glory, that's when we get in trouble. But God says, celebrate and let the reason be to give me all the praise and all the glory. He gets all the glory. I was thinking about on Monday mornings a lot of times, especially when school was in, my youngest son, Lucas, he likes to watch ESPN before he goes to school. And we would usually see the ESPN highlights and they have a, you know, a top 10 highlight list of all the wonderful plays that took place, the different wins. Well, we put together a little list of some highlights uh, since January of 2019 right here at Mount First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Can you put that up there for me? The 2019 greatest highlights since January. And I want to share with you these highlights and these wins so we can celebrate And people can hear us afar off because this is how good God's being. Listen to me now. Highlights since January of 2019 that we know of 182 souls saved through this ministry here. We praise God. Come on, we praise God. That's the number of people who have made a decision to place their faith in Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior. We've had 327 first-time guests walk through our doors. That means people that have walked through our doors for the first time that we were able to minister to, we could be a place of hope for, that we could share the gospel with. 327 new guests have been through our doors. Average Sunday morning attendance right now is down a little bit because a lot of y'all like going to the beach. But we're going to be picking back up, back to school, back to church. we got right now average Sunday morning attendance is 614. We praise the Lord for everyone that calls this church home. Did you know that since we started to study in Nehemiah and we've been just encouraging people to find their place to get in the game, we've had 28 people who were not serving in not one area join the team to get involved to make a difference here in this church. Twenty-eight. That's not even counting today. I've been trying to convince one lady to join the choir right now. I heard her singing earlier. So there could be more before the day is over. We're going to be baptizing 10 people, 10 Christians, today in the second service. That's a win for us. We're Listen, we're bragging on the Lord. We're bragging on the Lord. We're just bragging on the Lord. Look, our missions and giving pledges all together was around $31,000. That's the blessing from the Lord right there that we can send our missionaries We packaged over 20,000 meals through our Rise Against Hunger Outreach, feeding the hungry across the world. We started a bus and van ministry, picking up kids in the community. And let me tell you this. We're picking up those kids in the community, and four of those teenagers are getting baptized today in the second service. We praise the Lord. We praise God. Every Sunday, every Sunday is a win for us because of the choir and how God is using that team and how God is working through them. And we praise God that our choir is being used. And that's a win for us here in this church. We've had some opportunities to go out into the community for a service uh, for unity, and God is definitely working through our choir. Our Youth Quest 2019 was a win. Our students came back winners. Our VBS was a great win. Listen, they transformed this whole building in two days. And the main thing is we had 12 kids make decisions to follow Jesus Christ. That's a win for us. Our FaceTime prayer gathering, we come together and it's growing and more and more people are coming. And we praise the Lord for what God is doing through our FaceTime prayer. Listen, back in January, we read the New Testament together in a Bible study called Immersed. Listen, that's wonderful that God's people are all reading the Bible together and we're about to kick it off again with an Old Testament study called Beginnings. Doors opening for us in the local schools to be able to reach and bless the students and that's happening through a lot of different ways and through FCA. Did you know Friday afternoon, we invited the Southern Wayne football team here and we fed them, and Pastor John preached the gospel to them and did an amazing job, and we had one of those young men give his life to Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, that's a win. That's a win for us. We purchased the Tyner property across the road. That's the land over here with the double wide. You can see we've been trimming some trees, and we're planning to use that for discipleship and some outreach. It'll be a multi-purpose area there, but God, that's a win for us. We praise you, Lord, for making a way. Hallelujah. We praise God for 11 acres of land right over here when you pull in where we play soccer at for a future worship center. And thank the Lord we're working on a plan now as the Lord leads us to hopefully have some kind of drawing in place where we have a a new worship center before long over next door. And here's the greatest of all, friend. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the souls, but also thank the Lord that this church is debt-free, and we praise God for that. We praise God. Now, let me just add, I don't mean you don't give now because there's a lot more that needs to be done. Greater things are still to be done. There's greater works to still be done. And so we need to continue to go forward and we need to do it and we need to to celebrate every win. We need to take time to thank God and give him glory for all that he's done. Can you just stop and say thank you, Jesus, right now? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I got happy just putting that list together. We got a lot to thank the Lord for, and that's just just a few highlights. That's not even everything. But let me just tell you real quick why we celebrate and how we celebrate. We celebrate because of what God is doing in us and through this church. Not only this church, but many other churches, but we all, this is how we celebrate. Nehemiah says that we celebrate with joy. We celebrate with joy. Verse 27 says that they came out to celebrate joyfully. God's people, listen to me please, God's people should be the most joyful people that are on this earth. We should be the most joyful people on this earth. It's amazing to me uh, that you see Christians uh, and they never appear to have any joy in their life. They look like they've been marinated in lemon juice. I mean, I listen, I know there's times in our life, I know every day is not a great day. I know that, believe me. I know there's times of sadness. I know there's times of sorrow. But the Christian should always be expressing joy out of their life because we got so much to be joyful about. We should be celebrating today. We should be celebrating with joy today that our sins are washed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We should be celebrating the day that Jesus was crucified and resurrected for us. We should be celebrating with joy. We should be celebrating with joy the new life that we have in Jesus Christ. Aren't you thankful for the new life that you have in Jesus Christ? Listen, don't ever forget your first love, friend. We should be celebrating today because, with joy because heaven is in our future. I know things get rough and tough, but, friend, just keep holding on because something better is on the other side, and we should be joyful about that. We celebrate with joy today because God is for us and he's not against us. We celebrate with joy because God is with us through the storms and the battle of life. Can you say, I celebrate with joy, God, because you're always there with me, Lord. Are you joyful this morning? Are you joyful this morning? Are you one of the ones marinated in lemon juice? <laughs> Nehemiah and the people said that it says they celebrated with joy. And 1 Thessalonians 5:16 says, Be joyful always. Look to your neighbor and say, Be joyful always. Be joyful always. Good night. <laughs> Be joyful always. Be joyful always. I love when it says that they were, that God had given, God gave them the joy. God gave them the joy. God gave me joy. Listen, when you turn your light to Jesus, he'll give you joy. Joy unspeakable. And it says they were filled with joy and the people could hear it afar off. There was a celebration that was going on that could be heard far off. And people all around them could hear them shouting with joy. That's a life lesson for us right there. Would you listen to me, friend? Your joy touches other people. Do you hear me? Your joy touches other people. Your your attitude touches other people. Uh, Proverbs 17, 22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A cheerful heart is good medicine, friend. And when we celebrate with a cheerful and joyful heart, the Bible says it's actually good medicine. And medicine's for what? Medicine's for you and medicine's for other people. And when your heart is filled with joy, friend, you're medicine to somebody else. You're medicine for their soul. Let me tell you how I know this, how joy touches others. I don't know if Mr. Carl, is Mr. Carl here today Murray? I don't I don't. Listen, just a few weeks ago uh, on a Friday evening, and I was here at the church, and it was around five o'clock and we got a message. I think Miss Marie actually called the church and requested prayer for miss rosemary and miss rosemary had uh, Massey had took a turn for the worse, and she was going to need uh, we found out that she was going to need an emergency surgery, and they shipped her uh, from the place that she was doing rehab back up to duke hospital and uh, so around five, I took off uh, to Duke hospital and to be there with Mr. Carl, and on the way up, have you ever drove to Raleigh around 5 o'clock in the evening? I'm still a Christian, though, I can tell you that. I'm, I'm still saved. And, and it, was a, it was a rough ride up there, and, and you know, just uh, the traffic, and, man, you know, you, if you're just not careful, you lose that attitude of joy, you know, and you maybe start complaining, and you, you know how it goes. Anyway, we got there to the hospital and, uh, at Duke, And we went into the uh, waiting room there with the surgery. I saw Mr. Carl, and we're there, and and you can tell uh, the waiting room is about gone. It's it's getting late in the evening. Uh, Most of the people are gone, but there are a few people left over there in the waiting room. And I noticed this man, and he's, and he's there, and he's working in the waiting room at Duke, and, and man, he's all over the place. I mean, he, he's just all over the place, and, and he would be doing this and cleaning and getting things right, and all of a sudden, he would stop and look at everybody. And he'd just smile real big, smile, and then he'd go back to work. How can I help you? Can I do Getting information for everybody. I'm like, man, who is this cat? And he was just doing everything he can. And look, he had already cleaned up the kitchen area where they served coffee at. He had already closed it all down because he reminded everyone, I'm leaving at 8.15. If you need anything, you need to get it now. I'm cleaning everything up. Well, then after he got everything cleaned up, uh, there were some people that were waiting for loved ones to come out of surgery. It was getting late, and they wanted coffee or wanted some hot tea. And he said, you know what? Come with me. He would get everything back out again, take it back out of the cabinets, make them something, clean it all back up, and remind I'm leaving at 8.15. And then here's what really got me. The phone rang in the uh, waiting room and he runs over there to the phone and this is the waiting room. Listen, nobody wants to be in the hospital, nobody. And we're there in the waiting room and the phone rings and he picks up the phone and he says, this is a wonderful day in the waiting room. This is Stuart, how can I help you? And I'm like, who is this dude? (laughs) But because of his cheerful and joyful attitude, man, it made a positive impact on everybody there in that room. And it really touched me. I mean, I was uh, aggravated getting through the traffic and getting up there, and then the surgery was going longer than they expected. And here's a man that had a joyful heart that impacted everybody around him. Hey, look, I got back and was so impacted, I was telling the staff, I told Robin, I want to love to send a message to the Duke Hospital and just affirm this man for the in- He's definitely where he needs to be at. And she sent an email for me and they replied back and they were just blessed to hear it. And then he contacted us and said, hey, I'd love to come to your church sometime. Isn't that something? How God works. But it's all because this man had joy and joy is contagious. Joy is contagious. And his joy was contagious. It impacted all of us. Listen, your joy for the Lord is contagious. Your joy in times of worship is contagious. Your joy when you're serving in the church is contagious. Your joy when you're seeking the lost is contagious. Your joy when you're serving the suffering is contagious. Your joy when you're going through the battles of life and the storms of life is contagious. Your joy touches other people. And so may the joy of the Lord be your strength. And may people be able to hear and be touched by the joy in your own life. We should be the most joyful joyful people to walk this earth. Come on. We got a reason to thank the Lord and be joyful. I went back up to the hospital a couple of days later there at Duke and went over there to the uh, waiting room where I was at when I m- met this guy Stuart and uh, went to the desk there and I told the lady I was looking for Stuart. I was up here and I wanted to tell her how he had touched my life and she said, oh, we all love Stuart. We love him. She said, any minute now he's going to come around that corner running because he's normally late. uh, But I didn't get a chance to meet him again, but I do have some information. I want to contact him and hopefully uh, have a chance to invite him here to come to our church because he really made an impact on my life, and that's how Joey does. When you're joyful, it's contagious. Game changers also celebrate with thanksgiving. He says we assign two large choirs to start marching on the wall to give thanks, to sing songs of thanksgiving. Listen, if we're going to celebrate, we have to give God all the thanks. We have to give him thanks. Not just on thanksgiving. Every day should be a day of thanksgiving. Thanking God. Hey, thank you God that you woke me up this morning. Thank you God I had a car to get to church in. Thank you God for my brother and sister that are here. Thank you God for all the blessings in my life. Listen, we live in a day uh, of ungrateful people. And sometimes people in church can be ungrateful, but we're commanded by God to be people of thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Look to your neighbor and say, Give thanks. Give thanks. Look, you give thanks in all circumstances, not when the sun's always shining. Look, you give thanks in everything. Be thankful to God. And when you're thankful to God, it brings glory to him. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for what he's doing in my life. How about you? Are you thankful for what God is doing in your life? I thank the Lord Jesus. Look, I thank him right now in the good and the bad and the ugly. I thank him that he's with me when I'm going through those times. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ when things should have been, when things were crumbling in my life, he still picked me up by grace. When things were burning around me like the gates were burning, he still picked me up out of the fire. He was with me in the fire. He brought me through. I'm still marching on the wall. I'm still singing a song of thanksgiving for all that God has done in my life. Hallelujah. How about you? Hallelujah. Thank the Lord, thank you Jesus for a new beginning. These people were on that wall and they were marching because, and they were celebrating for a new beginning. Oh, hey, you need a new beginning today. you can have it with Jesus Christ. Amen. Celebrate new beginnings. I was thinking last night, thank you, Jesus, that I'm not in a club or a bar. I thank you, Jesus, I didn't wake up with a hangover this morning. I thank you, Jesus, I knew where I was at when I woke up this morning. I thank you, Jesus, I'm not addicted to anything anymore. I'm addicted to Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus, for my family. I thank you, Jesus, for my church family. I thank you, Jesus, for an amazing church staff, an amazing church council, an amazing church leaders. I thank the Lord for all the volunteers. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. God, I thank you today, Lord. You're good to us, Lord. And we say thank you. If we're going to live a life of celebration, we're going to have to thank the Lord. Friend, listen, I know sometimes you're like, how in the world am I going to thank him right now? You can find a reason to thank the Lord. Thank him for what he's done in your life. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come, brother, we're going to wind this thing down. And then game changers, finally, they celebrate with joy, they celebrate with thanksgiving, and they celebrate with faith. Listen, sometimes you just got to have faith and start celebrating him in advance. You know, they told him that the wall was going to fall. You're building this thing and a fox is going to run across and it's probably going to fall. But you know what? We're going Listen, we can't really see how it's going to end up at the end, but we're going to still work and we're going to still keep going forward. We're going to still keep marching. We're going to still keep fighting because our faith is in God and not in man. Can you imagine I'm just, you know, when I'm reading Scripture, man, and we get into these stories like this from the history of God's people, man, just try to put yourself in their place, and can you imagine being in that choir? Well, I wouldn't have been. They would have left me in the back. <laughs> can you imagine being in that choir, and you get up on that wall, and every step you take, you you, you remember being there when you, when you put that, that stone right there, and... Latest gate into this wall over here and you're walking by these things and you just remember man can, can you just imagine how they must have felt I, I, I remember when I got right here on the wall in my life and I remember when I had to go through one of the greatest fights I've ever been through and they're walking there and they stop and think man I never thought that I've ever be able to get past this point in my life but because of the faithfulness of God he gave me victory to keep going Can you imagine some of them walking across that wall And they get to a place and they see that huge gate that they had to put back into that wall And, and how they just they just worked so hard And they exerted so much energy into it And they worked and they worked and they worked And, they worked. and I remember, I bet some of them were walking along that wall And said, I can remember right here, this gate I got so weary in my life. I got so weak in my life that I I really wanted to quit. I mean, have you been there? I mean, you just wanted to stop. I mean, is it really worth it? I mean, I know my family's all behind me. I know they're depending on me. But can, can I even keep going? I don't know if I can go because I feel weak and I feel weary and I'm ready to stop and I'm ready to give up. But it's right here at this gate. Where people rallied around me and said, you know what, son, get back up and you keep working and you keep going. And the Lord came along out of his faithfulness and he says, you press on, son. You keep going. You keep working because it's worth it in the end. Can you imagine them walking on that wall? Just a walk of faith. God did this. God did this. We're going to celebrate the faithfulness of God. Great is thy faithfulness, O God. And you can depend on the Lord, friend. You can have faith. You can celebrate with faith because every promise in God is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Come on, church. Every promise from God is true, and you can claim those promises over your life. When you're, you're some of you are building some things, and some of you are being rebuilt right now, and you don't know if you're going to be able to keep going or not, friend. Keep trusting God. Keep trusting God. No, don't turn back. Keep walking, keep working, keep marching, keep singing. Keep singing, friend. Keep singing a song. Keep singing a song of thanksgiving. Praising God. You can depend on the Lord because he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the Lord who changes not. Would you stand with me, please? Listen to me. You can celebrate today with faith because God will make a way. You can celebrate today because God will help you and God will heal you and God will empower you. But you have to celebrate with joy. You have to celebrate with thanksgiving.